Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Awesomes, welcome back to Awesome Today. I'm your host, Meg Teets, joined as I always am at the beginning of the week by my all-the-time husband, all-the-time co-host. The country music song would say, daytime friend and nighttime lover. <laughs> Who sang that? I can't remember. It's an it's a classic though. It is a classic. Creepy though it may be. <laughs> well, is it though? It's a little creepy. You don't have uh you don't have a daytime friend and nighttime lover? It's just me that has that? <laughs> don't get me started laughing. I will cough and never be able to stop is the problem. Daytime cougher and Yeah, and nighttime, nighttime cougher. Yeah, that too. Yes, yes. That sounds like quite a song. Yeah. Well, that we are at the beginning of a fresh new week. This past week in our personal lives off mic has been... Quite wild and wacky and not in a fun way. Oh, come on. It's just different than you would have chosen had yeah. you been given a list of things up front. <laughs> oh, but yeah. having experienced them, you created some memories this week. I guess. <laughs> Unwillfully. Fresh memories. Perhaps as fresh as a turd on the computer desk. Okay. Well, that was a new memory that was made today. Yeah. Should we tell the story now or save it? I think you should tell the story now. Well... Yeah, one of many, many stories from the past week just happened today. You and I were sitting on the back porch, and one of the twins, nine-year-old, comes out. Mom and Dad, uh, Nico pooped, and it's on the computer desk. Yeah, because that's where poop should go. Right. I guess I should pause and say that part of the wild and wackiness of the past week is that this is this has been a process like we've been in a ramp up to this, but Nico has basically decided that he's potty trained, mm-hmm. which is fine. He's two and a half. He's got a really it's time. Yeah, it's time. It's time. Uh, he's quirky about it. He insists on being naked. Nakedness at all times. Yeah. Um, 
So that, and so the, 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 the pee pee in the potty has been going pretty well. The poo poo in the potty is a new thing for him. He has been doing some little poops. And then every time he pee pees or poo poos in the potty, he insists on bringing us the little. The insert. The insert. Thank you. Yeah. It was going to take me forever to think about what you called that. The little potty insert yeah. that goes in the little toddler potty. So the serving tray, as it were. As it were. Now, our first thought as we're sitting out there and, and we have this fresh report of fresh poop on the computer desk mm-hmm. was, okay, like, maybe he pooped and they brought it, the insert, to the computer desk yeah. to show. Propped it up John there. Kyle. Yeah. Second. Nope, not what happened. Second thought being, maybe, and, and this wouldn't surprise me, maybe he pooped in a diaper because he had a diaper on at one point today. Maybe he pooped in a diaper, didn't want that sensation, and took it off and brought the whole diaper to either, the computer either desk. Either would have been better. Either would have been better to what the reality was, which is that I came in the house and saw on the computer desk next to where John Kyle was had gone back to playing the yeah. computer, mind you, back to Roblox. Right next to the old mouse pad. Uh-huh. A a ball, a spherical ball of toddler poop. Mm-hmm. So they can poop in fascinating shapes. So fascinating. It defies physics. I don't understand how it happened. Well, but- poop physics are a different kind of physics. Clearly, I yes. I have a minor in this. Do you? You yes. minored in poop physics. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, I, I went about cleaning it up, and as I went to get the stuff to clean it up, John Kyle was quick to remind me, I'm not cleaning that up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me neither, bro. Yeah. So that was one thing that happened. There's it's, been other uh, potty stories. We won't, uh, we yeah, won't bore them, you with or gross you out with all of them. Some of them shouldn't be retold if we want to keep custody of our children. Yeah. It's nice to have a toddler who does decide, now's the time. You don't have to train me. I am perfectly capable of doing this myself. Yep. The only other child of ours of the five that's done that is AJ. And she's certainly had her share of poop incidents following. uh, Pooped in the public library on the floor. Yeah, that happened. We still like to harass her about that. She's probably, if she knew that I'd said that. To the people, she'd be really embarrassed. She probably can sense the disturbance in the force right now, it's and she's going to be mad at us the rest of the evening, but not be entirely sure why. Possible. She, by the way, to speak well of her, yeah, I feel like like in the last, let's call it twelve days, because it's the twelve days of not Christmas. Um, she's really turned a maturity corner where she's been exceptionally helpful without being asked. Yes. Good spirit about things when she is being asked, and normally she is the child that battles everything. Yes. So that's been delightful. It has been. Especially helpful in light of other things. My mother's in the hospital with COVID pneumonia. And also, then that she's been there for a week, and then also in the past week we had a one of the once-a-year snow and ice storms that... Well, except it's our second or third this it's year. It's our second this year. I mean, I feel like we're going to get at least one a year. Yeah. So, yeah. This is the second. The, the Oklahoma version, the normal Oklahoma version of that, is that all operations cease for like a day and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, last year was the oddity. Mm-hmm. That's the one that's like the seven-year storm or something that right. knocks out power for two weeks. But yeah, we've we've had uncharacteristic this year, I guess. We've had these two where in between the two, it got up into the 70s. Yeah, yeah, it did. So if you have any sinus things in your life, yeah, just 
full throttle, crank it. All the way. Yeah. So that happened, but then uh, the weather, just combination of things being what it is, the ice didn't melt off for multiple days. So we had all of the kids home for more than half the week. And yeah, I'm just, I'm like a little uh, wrung out, I feel like would be the best way to describe it. And so as we talked about recording today for you all for this week, you said, okay, you know what? Let's just sit down and chit chat. Let's just talk about it. Sometimes we just need a little chit chat. Let's just put the poop on the computer desk and go. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. already been done. Too late. Mm-hmm. Somebody already did it. Um, we, had, we had an experimental meal this week. Mm-hmm. You shot video of it. I did. I feel like I'm trying to beat farts out of a dead mule, I'm as gonna, the old saying goes. I am going to let you take the exposition on this, because <clears throat> the more I talk, the more I feel like I'm just going to start coughing. Okay. And so I'm just going to turn the mic over to you, as it were. Okay. Um, well, this all began because of YouTube. Yes. As I, many things do. Look, that's a, that is a fascinating way to start a sentence, and you don't know what direction it's going to take when, right. the, when the story starts there. That's right. Although you can probably... Safely bet it's going to be a lot different than story than if it began with, this all started on OnlyFans. Exactly. That's a different, now, you're, now your guard's up. You're like, oh, wait a minute. I know <laughs> yep. what I watch there that I don't admit in public, but exactly. what are you watching? Uh-huh. Watching YouTube, um, we have enjoyed, honestly, over the last few weeks, intermittently, together we will watch videos of stuff. Mm-hmm. Because of Nico and his insistent presence, he likes Jeep content. So we've watched a few Jeep channels, but what, probably two weeks ago, maybe, I introduced you to Guga mm-hmm. of Guga Foods. We've talked about his channel. Um, begin as the algorithm works on YouTube, you watch a few things and it's like, oh, you like food? Here's all the food things. Absolutely. <clears throat> so I, there were, a couple of other people that had shown up. And as I'm watching these guys cook, man, I'm starting to feel like, you know, I thought I was a pretty decent cook before, but watching these cats, I'm like, I'm I'm like a little kid with the Play-Doh kitchen over here in the corner. Easy bake oven. I'm, I'm embarrassing. No, they don't even trust me with the easy bake. I could burn my little baby fingers. Um, and so I felt like, man, I need to, I need to step my game up. One of the guys who I've watched, and I'm a I'm a terrible a terrible only fan. I'm a terrible YouTube <laughs> fan. I can't remember the guy's name at yeah. the moment. Um, but he had like the very first video of his that I saw. He was showcasing Asobuco, mm. which is let's talk about what that is. That's it's a Italian uh, themed dish. Yes, it is shank steak. I believe, which is like a cross-section of leg. So you have a bone through the middle of it. Mm -hmm. They can be anywhere. I guess it depends where on the shank it's been cut. It could be anywhere from three to maybe five inches in diameter. Okay. So not a small thing. And he was doing this with, uh, he'd he'd paired it with a a polenta and I can't even remember what all else he had going on. Mm-hmm. This was one of the first ones where I was like, oh, I'm a rank amateur. I'm an embarrassment. Uh, I, yeah. 
Just I, terrible. I mean, if I may, I think it's a bit of a stretch to call you an amateur. You make some pretty complex, delicious meals. Thank you. It's and, kind of you to offer. And you're also the kind of cook who can just go into the kitchen and skim and scan through and catalog what's in there and be like, okay, and here's what we're going to do. That's more of a soup kitchen aficionado than a, <laughs> a chef. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. And that's no slam against those folks. Yeah. Or I would just be slamming myself. I don't know. <laughs> uh, now, so the, the way he did this, and I'm sure there's different ways to do it, but the way he did it was he went in and first seared each of these uh, steaks as they are. And then he'd done just a very light, he had done onion, carrot, and I cannot recall, maybe celery um, or something in the skillet, in some fat, uh, is either tomato, tomato paste, something in there to get a little bit of a tomato base going as well. And then, then put the steaks in there and threw the whole thing in the oven to braise, which is a, if you're unfamiliar, braising is a slow cook in fluid. Yes. When he pulled that mess out, it was incredible looking, fall apart, tender. And then he'd made the polenta, which is, I mean, if effectively it's it's grain of some sort and water. It's is polenta specifically cornmeal no. or corn? No, that's what that's what we would be most familiar with. Okay, is the cornmeal version? Yeah, but n- no, not originally. And I bothered to look because I'm a giant nerd. Mm-hmm. Not originally, and not globally. Mm-hmm. And it is a dish that crosses. It's it's accredited at least in this form. I think more so to the Italian cuisine than anything else. But uh, no, it's a as you can imagine. I mean. Just like a tortilla is a version of bread and and all of that. I mean, and and oftentimes polenta is is baked or is allowed to evaporate out, so it is even bread like. Oh, um, he served it more, a little bit more loose than mashed potatoes. I guess like a watery grits consistency. That's what I was wondering if it was similar in consistency or texture to grits, but it does seem like it is thicker, very versatile. Yeah, you can go you can go any direction with it. So, yeah. So he had done that. Uh, he'd added uh, mascarpone, is that how you say it? Mascarpone. Mascarpone, which is like a double or triple whipped cream cheese or mm-hmm. something. You could use cream cheese. Mm-hmm. And what else? He'd roasted uh, an entire head of garlic oh. and gooshed that in there and blended it all up. And, is that the technical term when uh, you goosh something in? If you were to see the video and how he extracted yeah. the clothes from the head of the garlic, it was a goosh. Okay. It was a squeeze and a goosh. And didn't he like have some extra bone marrow that he was like spooning over at well, some point? Or so the- you cook it with, you cook the shank with the bone in it. Yeah. Um, so maybe he was just like scooping that marrow out and then kind of well, like. Well, he ate it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, some of it's going to bake through and be in the juices and all that. And I've also seen people who, um, actually who, who cook just bone sections by themselves and then scoop that out and spread it on bread. Mm -hmm. It is delicious. Mm -hmm. It's fat. Of course it's delicious. Right. So, yeah. And that got me thinking watching that. Now we don't have that I have located here. We don't have a, a place I'd be like, you know what? I want shank steak and I'm going to this place. Mm. It's it's not a commonly carried thing at the stores we frequent. I'm sure there's a butcher somewhere oh, for nearby, sure. but yeah. 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 So so tracking down the yeah. the shank 
is step number one if you're going to do this. Now, what I noticed, and it plays into a fascination of, of mine, which probably this isn't fascinating, it just is something that sticks out to me, is the similarity of foods across multiple nationalities. And that here you are with some some core vegetable ingredients that are basically reduced down until they are some form of liquid sludge. Yeah. Delicious liquid sludge. Delicious and good for you. And good for you. Um, and then a, a slow-cooked, poor-quality cut of meat and all of that. And I'm thinking, man, that's not that's not much different than how I make stew. It's less the, – the stew version of things is certainly less reduced. There's more fluid. That's not terribly different than, than how I would make jambalaya, even uh, etouffee, different things. It's like you have this core group of vegetables that come into play. And, and in the end, the difference might be one different vegetable and just one or two different seasonings. Right. Otherwise, it's the same meal. You could literally start this whole thing the same way and have the choice of 15 different countries and decide midway through prep, I think I'm going to go with this or that. For sure. Yeah. This awoke in me. (laughs) And repressed memory. A repressed memory. A good memory. It's a shame it's been repressed. Of carne gasada, mm-hmm. which is most directly translated, this would be recognized as a uh, Latino beef stew. Yeah, we worked. Uh, we worked in in San Marcos, Texas, which has some fantastic taco stands all over the place. And carne gasada tacos are a ridiculously delightful thing there. Yes, and and so you gauge the. However you're going to eat it, you, you that's how you dictate how thick you want the stew to be. And its I've not seen anybody serve it as liquidy as Americans would think of, well, this is stew. Mm-hmm. It's always much more like anywhere from gravy consistency to almost... I don't know. What's thicker than gravy? Well, blood? I, was... I don't know. That's disgusting. <laughs> don't eat blood stew, you sick... Ugh. It is very thick. I would say like on the gravy range, it is thicker than like a brown gravy that you might be served in regionally in parts of the U.S. Um, Almost like a congealed white gravy. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Congeal. That's such a disgusting word. Well, but when you're eating the carne gasada, it's not like it's congealed. It's like still in that gravy format. It's... I don't know how to describe the texture. It's It's thick. Yeah. It's a thick, yeah. meaty, rich gravy. So we made it yesterday, yep. or as we're recording, that would be Saturday, Saturday mm-hmm. we made it. And we decided, hey, let's let's serve it with rice. It's not uncommon to have it served with rice and beans and on a plate. It's Again, it's thick enough you don't necessarily want a bowl. Right. It's not uncommon for it to be served with mashed potatoes. Yeah, yeah. Or... Any kind of starchiness yeah. to grab that gravy yeah. is going to work. You could you could literally tear off pieces of tortilla and use it to yes. pinch grab yeah. parts of the, the stew and, and eat it. Yeah. So 
We did that. I, t- I, I watched probably 15 different videos of people making it. And that's kind of your process when you're yeah. trying something new. You like to get a sort of uh, a snapshot of what other people are doing. And mm-hmm. then you take the different layers and different ideas and different approaches and meld it yeah. into your approach. I was delighted to find that I'm not as big of a hack in the kitchen is I had been thinking there for a minute because these people, actually many of them of the better looking versions were doing things that I had kind of naturally arrived at Mm -hmm. over the years of making our version of stew. Mm -hmm. That's right. In terms of, you know, when, how you would cook each segment of things, when you would add what, all of that type stuff, what kind of consistencies you're looking for. Um, but truly fascinating the entire gamut of things on what I would call the worst end mm-hmm. of the videos that I watched. One lady literally cubed up, well, she, she bought stew meat, which is fine. And that's, that's kind of one of the interesting things. You can use any kind of slab muscle meat, whether it's stew meat or you bought whatever steak was low priced or on sale because it was technically rancid or whatever the case may be. And you cut it into the size of bites that you want. So she had a giant tray of stew meat. She dumps the entirety of that in a skillet on top of some fat and then immediately dumps in all of the vegetables Mm -hmm. and the seasonings and the vegetables. Most often you're going to have onion seemingly yellow or sweet is most common. What's with this um, some people use celery, some don't. Everybody seems to include some quantity of bell pepper and some quantity of tomato or tomato paste or tomato sauce or some combination thereof. These are the core things. And then cumino mm-hmm. or cumin, as us Anglos would refer to it as. And Mexican, some people use Mexican oregano. Do you know the difference between Mexican oregano and just what we would call quote unquote regular oregano? I mean, I would presume Mexican oregano comes from a seed or a species that is native to Mexico. I don't know that part. I don't know if it's truly a unique species or if it's just simply different environment, different soil. Uh, but there is a taste difference. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The the Mediterranean version is going to be sweet, even perhaps with anise-type notes, if I've pronounced that word correctly. The Mexican version is going to be a little bit grassier, okay. perhaps, yeah. and even just a hint of citrus to it. Interesting. So okay. it is different, and I couldn't find the Mexican kind, so technically... I'm still a kitchen hack, I guess. We, no, you're not. We had the Mediterranean... yes. You just got to work with what you got. Yeah. That's the thing about yeah. cooking. You work with what you got. So this, this again, this worst version, this lady just literally dumped everything in there all together, added a, a little bit of uh, water or broth. I can't remember what she used because, again, you can use water, you can use broth, you could use whatever. You could use coffee. You could use beer. I was going to say I saw one recipe that called for beer. Mm-hmm. The The ones that I thought – looked more interesting in the way that I went with it. And I thought it turned out very solid. So we did uh, chuck steaks. Right, yes. Which are typically pretty cheap. Uh Cut those up. And and the guidance would be you cut it into just a little bit bigger than what you would want a bite-sized piece to be. Because it will reduce in size a little as you cook it. 
And I'm, I was pretty generous with it. I mm-hmm. eat like a hog. So I thought, hey, hog bites are about this big. And okay. I cut the pieces that big. Mm-hmm. Um, then different, different, uh, eh, some people did it this way. Some didn't. I go ahead as the meat's raw and I put a very healthy amount of salt, pepper, garlic powder on there. And then my own little twist that I couldn't resist doing is espresso ground coffee. Mm. And you just coat the meat all with that. And then I prefer, as did a few of these that I watched, to not put more meat in the pan than will fit on the bottom at once. Everything needs to be touching because I'm that way. Well, and because when you do that, then every part of those cubes mm-hmm. has equal access as yeah. you're cooking it to the um, the sort of searing part or the charring exactly. part, right? The sear, exactly. Okay. You want, ultimately, you're there to get everything seared. Yeah. Now, I saw a guy do all of this in a single pot over, he was actually doing it over a, a kind of a contained fire, if oh, you will. Oh, like a campfire situation? Um, it, was a, it was a weird propped up. It was like a grill that he'd converted and had a fire inside of it. I don't know how to fascinating explain okay. it even. Or mm-hmm. I don't know if he made it or found it and bought it, but yeah, it was it was like the benefit of a pot hanging over the fire without burning all the hair off your shins when you were trying to stir the pot mm-hmm. is how I would describe it. Mm-hmm. As I stand here, somehow I burned all the hair off my shins at the oven, and I don't think that's supposed to happen. I, you did something wrong along the way. Yes, and my shins hurt. Mm-hmm. I touch them and they turn white. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So you get a good sear on everything now at this point. And, and then I pulled the meat out of the pan, set it to the side, and the, the pan looks like, oh boy, it's going to be a real chore to clean this up. Fascinating kitchen hack. I never knew about, I saw, uh, this was a Latino fellow, I believe, maybe in Houston area, Okay, um, is, is who was doing this. And he was a, a restaurateur. He poured, he said you could do this either with white or apple cider vinegar, poured some vinegar in there. Um, now, if your pan's super hot, it's just going to immediately flash evaporate. Yeah. And that's no good. So you kind of, you either want your burner not quite so high or to take it off the heat, but poured that in there and it just... Literally ate all that delicious goo off there. Wow, okay. Kind of liquefied it. Yeah. You let, it, you let some of the poison taste of the vinegar cook off. Yeah. And then you dump all that on, on top of your meats that's resting to the side. Right. So you didn't lose any of that 
caramelized deliciousness. Yeah. Then you go in and you you do what you would do with an onion. Mm. You've cut your onion. You do your caramelization of that. Then you add in bell peppers. And when you post the video, which I believe you're intending to do. It will be posted before this episode is. Oh, wow. So, okay. Yes. Um, I learned also a fascinating hack to me for how to cut a bell pepper. Okay. I hate bell peppers traditionally because you've always got those two curved ends that you oh. try to grab. They dance yeah. all over. They won't sit still. They're just fighting with each other yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to get cut up. Yeah, they're tricky. Oh, this was incredible. And it solves that problem. And it's super clean. I didn't have to knock any of the seeds out or yes. pull the pulp out. It's incredible. Yeah. Probably everybody in the world knows about it. And I'm the last one of the party. And that's okay. Um, you feel free if you haven't seen it done this way to be like, oh yeah, I knew that. Mm-hmm. Kyle's an idiot. That's fine. I'll I'll be that guy. Um, so yeah, dump in the bell peppers, let that go for a little bit, and then we did cloves of garlic, uh, diced up separately, mixed with cumin separately. Added that into the mix. You're allowing. Again, this is based off another guy I was watching, just allowing 10, 15, 20 minutes between each stage. And I kind of did it that way on purpose to live the experience of what it would be like to cook this meal if I had more going on in my day. Yeah. Just standing there searing the hairs off my legs. At the oven. At an upright (laughs) oven in a very strange way. I Uh guess you don't stand on the counter. I don't know how that happened. Uh Um so, yeah, you just come back, you add a little more. Come back. So, you've added that part. It goes a little while. You're, you've added your broth in at this point, and you just want to get the liquid level just so that all your meat's submerged. And then later, like the last ingredient add is diced tomato. Mm-hmm. And, man, I really encourage anybody that's going to do this, use whole tomatoes don't use canned tomatoes they're too liquidy okay stuff uh i really like romas i feel like that's a a powerful taste Mm -hmm. in a tomato that's not too too much water you typically don't get those that that get mealy like the the big tomatoes do and i do think that you know even though right now it's february heading into march so it's not what you would think of as like tomato season where you're pulling them off the vine it does seem like most grocery stores in the u.s anyway will pretty regularly have decent roma tomatoes in the produce section i think a lot of aquaponic farms and whatnot grow those to disguise the fact that they're secretly a weed operation probably pre-legalization and whatnot that's a bonus conspiracy theory for those of you who are listening yeah look into it see what you uh, find it's not as hard as you think from what i'm told (laughs) yes i've never grown weed i've never smoked weed actually no you haven't but it is legal Mm -hmm. under circumstances in our state now so yeah yeah it's a whole whole other story. Whole different story. Okay. Um, so you get that in. Yeah, so you've got your veggies going. You And then you want to let it simmer until the meat is fork tender. Okay. Which so you ended had, up being a couple hours. So you put, you, you, you have the meat in first. Mm-hmm. And you've, so first you sear the meat, right? Sear the meat, set it off to the side. Okay. Do the onion, do the bell pepper. Yes. Bring in the broth. And it could be beef or chicken. Beef, or it could be water. Could be water. for that. Okay, yeah. yeah. And just your liquid. You bring in your liquid. Yeah. And your meat. Yeah. At that point, bring the the water level up. 
Then you come back with your garlic and your cumin, or cumino, if you're fancy. Yes. And then last, you come in with your tomatoes. Okay. There's some acidity in the tomatoes and things. Along with helping flavor, this is going to help the meat break down yes. a little bit. So now everything's in the simmer pot. Everything's in the pot. Okay. Except for Nico's poo, which is on the computer desk. Where it belongs, exactly. according to the two-year-old we live, the two-year-old terrorist we live with. Yeah. And so at that point, you can walk away? You can walk away. You might want to revisit every once in a while to stir. You shouldn't be at risk of cooking to the bottom of the pot, but it never hurts to agitate things and stir them around. Now, many of the, in fact, I think nearly every one I saw cooking this, did so with the lid fully on the pot. Mm -hmm. And this may be completely normal to everyone except me. I have always been under the impression that when you're simmering, and especially when you're trying to reduce, that you would leave the lid cracked so right. that evaporative things could escape. Mm -hmm. So I ended up, poof, I ended up at least half the process with the lid fully on just to kind of see what's going on, but then did end up for the last couple hours cracking the lid to help with that. Right. Then at the very end, because you are going to be like an American stew consistency at that point, I pulled out two ladlefuls of broth, and then I added to that, oh gosh, it was probably somewhere in the neighborhood of a quarter cup of flour. And I mixed that up on the side and it immediately was almost like Play-Doh. Um, and then dumped that into the hole, kind of mixed it all in and let it go for another 20, 30 minutes. And it really thickened up then like a true yes. gravy. Yes. Yeah. So again, first we cooked it Saturday. And we had it with rice, and it was delightful, and we enjoyed it. And ev they, everybody well, had like seconds and thirds. Is, it was gone. That's what I need to really emphasize. Um, and we were even missing a child for dinner. Yeah. She was with a friend. And this, so we had four kids, you and I. People were getting, like you said, people were getting seconds and thirds to the Nico point. Nico wanted seconds. Yes. He devoured his Mac, who is traditionally our pickiest yep. of pickies around here, was one of the first ones to ask for seconds. I mean, they absolutely devoured it. You had planned, as you made round one, you were like, okay, we'll take the leftovers. We'll do tacos for after yeah. church on Sunday. Um, then by the time you and I, in, I think to get seconds, you were like, um, all the meat's gone. We're not going to have enough for tacos. Yeah. I can tell you that much. So Sunday, we made it all over again. Yes. It was just as good. Mm -hmm. It was just as simple. In fact, simpler because I kind of knew habit a little bit from having done it once through and knew what I wanted to do. Went well. Turned out fantastic. We had it on tacos and I highly, Highly recommend it. Yep. That was, it was amazing. It, when you first started talking about like an experiment, I was trying to remember because I felt like by the time you got in the kitchen and started doing the, the carne gasada, it did not feel like you were at the experimental level. It felt like you were like, okay, That's I true. am armed and prepared. Let's do this. As it, as it comes to cooking, I do often watch, think about things enough so that there's no... It's an experiment in that I've not done it before, but there's no questions as to what's going to happen as I'm cooking. I've already planned out because I am a methodical person like that. Yes. Some people might call a bad name. Some people might say oppressive prick. I wouldn't. Well, not out loud. You've always been good about not saying it out loud. But some people might. Yes. Um, okay. Thank you for walking us through 
the process. I hope this is still the perfect time of year for soups and stews and yeah. warming things. I'm, I would wager there's never not a good time for carne asada. I, w- I would say the same. I would. Absolutely. I hope some some of our awesomes will be inspired to... Uh, to do their own experiment, yes. well, or maybe they even have their own like family they recipe. Probably do. To They're tell probably us. yelling at the mic like you blew it when you did that. Yeah, it's possible. That's and that's kind of just like if you wanted to compare stew recipes with three friends, you'd come up with four different recipes. This is stew, and yes. everybody makes it a little bit differently. For so sure. There's there's some room. Like I I didn't see anybody putting coffee grounds on their meat. Mm, true. That's true my facts. that's my deal. That's me and mine. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's good. I'm trying to think if there was anything notable, uh, worthy of sharing pop culture-wise from the past week. I, I have two things. One that probably nobody, or very few people have heard of. The other one that I just think is actually pretty cool surrounding a bad event. Okay. Um, one, I believe it's this week. I don't. I'm not sure if it's happened yet or not, but in Australia they're having... I think it's the second or third annual Mullet Fest. Ooh. Saw a few pics online. That looks like a real exciting time. Okay. And it's just a festival of mullet. Mullets and reflective sunglasses and all the things that go with mullets. Awesome. I'm sure that there's a lot of smokeless tobacco and intoxicating beverages. Yeah, I'm sure that's right. Probably a few camel no filters, uh, maybe some Marlboros in there. Although, I don't know if you knew this or not. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a problem to smoke it's over there. It's really expensive. I was just, I was reading something on Reddit because well, that's mostly either... what I've read in the past week is just Reddit threads. And someone was saying it was like, and I'm not, don't quote me, I could be wrong, but it was like $30-ish, which I don't know what, how to say that in US dollars, but like $30 for a pack of cigarettes in Australia. I cannot recall, and I'm not conflating the two, I cannot recall if it was Australia or New Zealand, but I feel like fairly recently one of them was just like, nope. No, no smokable things here. Goodbye. All right, Claire, weigh in. Tell us. Somebody which tell one. me. Did I make that up? It's possible. Or did it happen? Okay. You know our our New Zealander, Claire. Yes. She will be able to clarify for us. Yes. As well as, I mean, she knows everyone there, right? Isn't that how that works? <laughs> Any of the references we come across, she should be able to verify firsthand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's how the the island and nation of New Zealand yeah. works. Well, it's part of citizenship. You have a, a test. You have to name all the members in the class. Mm-hmm. Yes. The class being the whole island. Oh, okay. Right, yes. right, 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 right. Um, okay. uh, the other one. Oh, yeah. The other one. Uh, obviously, terrible things going on in Ukraine right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought this was pretty cool. Um, somebody... Forgive me for not knowing who exactly. Somebody reached out digitally, and I, it may have been Twitter, to Elon Musk and said, hey, we need internet. In the Ukraine. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So that we can yeah. yeah, communicate and so that the world knows what's going on here and all of that. And he equivalently flipped a switch and has utilized his Starlink satellite stuff to give them oh. super fast, wonderful wow. internet immediately. And I thought that's that's pretty awesome. That is. It also sounds like sci-fi, like that you can just be like, all right, boom, and now you have it. He is a little sci-fi. Yeah, that's true. There's no doubt about that. No doubt. Um, Yeah, I was just thinking, too, like we usually try to talk about watch, read, listen, lifestyle. Watching-wise, I am like in such a brain-dead space that I'm like, I need some comfort TV. And for some reason, the one show that came to mind is The Good Wife. 
That is a great show. I just was like, it feels so comfortable. It's, it is one of my favorite styles of show. And obviously I'm not the only one because this is like the most popular format for an ongoing series. But I, I love the weekly procedural with the overarching story arc that's yes. happening. And so. Yes. So that if either one of the two happened to suck in the moment. Yes, exactly. The other got, one makes yes, up for it. it balances out. Yeah. And so like right from the get-go, very first episode, the pilot of The Good Wife, Alicia Florick, of course, played by Juliana Margulies, uh, has a court case. Like you just, you you know, right from the top, this is going to be a legal drama mm-hmm. with relationship drama going on in the background. You just go straight in. And it was like so soothing to me just to have something comforting that I just have a lot of fun feelings for. Oh, speaking of like nostalgia and fond feelings, uh, over the weekend, the twins were telling me they wanted to watch a movie, a movie they hadn't seen before. So we're going through all of our variety of streaming channels that we have. They just couldn't agree on anything, so we make our way over to Disney, and one of the first things that just popped up was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yes, from from your childhood. From Yeah, I was like in middle school. I'm going to roughly say I was in middle school when that came out. I'm enough older than you. I was already in my early senior citizen era uh-huh. when that came yes, out. Yes, yes, yes. I have seen that movie so many times, and yeah. they both enthusiastically wanted to watch it. And then we get into watching it, and then they want to pop popcorn and have popcorn. Yeah. I mean, like, They were yeah, very invested. Very invested to the point where, listen, spoiler alert, sorry for anyone who hasn't seen this movie that came out in the 80s, but um, there's a part where an aunt that's helping the shrunken kids yes. make their way across the backyard to the house, an aunt helps them along their journey. That same aunt later dies in a battle with a scorpion. He gives his life. He gave his life for the kids. One of our twins was so moved by that moment. I had forgotten it happened. Right. I was. He was so moved. He was just sitting there with tears rolling down the cheeks, and I was kind of trying to say, you know, oh, that was that's kind of a sad thing. The you know they was, they were thinking of him as like a pet, and then he died. And he looked at me, and he was like, "Mom, I'm bawling my head off over here." <laughs> So he's very, precious. he's a very analytical young man. So it, it was also, important to say it that way. Yes, absolutely. And so tender. But anyway, I haven't seen that movie in years. And right. I'm going to tell you, it holds up. Yeah. It holds up over time. It is still an extremely entertaining, funny, exciting movie. Even Nico sat down. Even Nico, the That's two true. and a half year old sat down to watch the movie with us. So that was fun. That was kind of a deal where you couldn't believe he'd actually sat down until it was over because you never know how long the sit down is going to last. Well, that's for sure. He, he stayed in there. He did. he did. I will share not awesome. Uh-oh. Um, finished, what was it, season four, season five of Billions? What was it? I mean, Five is the last season with Damian Lewis, and then six is the one where they kind of started it, and it doesn't seem to be finished. But you finished what is out there right now. Yes. Finished five with Damian Lewis, which you could tell. And, of course, we have foreknowledge of Mm -hmm. of him stepping away from the show as I'm watching it. You could tell they were building him out of the show as it ended. Get into season six, and I, I feel less good for having watched it. Yeah. I thought it was it was a massive shift from what the show was. I felt like all of a sudden there was an agenda that somebody was trying to force down my throat. I don't approve of that yeah. ever. I was really disappointed. So 
if you were watching the show or interested in the show because of Damian Lewis, just shut her off after shut five. Shut her down and just be like, and that's the end of the series. And yeah. actually, the way that season five ends, it could have been. It could have. It should the have The end been. of the series at that they point. Were, they were milking those last few dollars out. I guess so. They already had the sets built. They might as well use them. I think that was their rationale, it seems like. It was disappointing. I'm... I went ahead and powered through it just, I don't know, out of some weird sense of commitment and self-torture, but I didn't like it. So we were talking about YouTube earlier. And again, just to emphasize, like, my brain just cannot focus or process information right now. Like, I am maxed out. And so on YouTube, I don't know how, how did YouTube know I needed this in this moment of my life where I can't concentrate on anything? I don't know how YouTube knew, but I'm glad they did. They started serving me TikTok compilation videos. Oh, Wow. So it's they do like, know you. yeah, it's like 10 to 15 minutes. And it's usually one of those where it'll be like, um, one of my favorites is, tell me a company secret that you can only tell me now that you don't work there anymore. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. then it's like 10 to 15 minutes of people's TikToks where they're, you know, dishing on the behind the scenes of company secrets. And so I have just been down the whole rabbit trail of just like, <sighs> keep them coming, YouTube, like, just mainlining those TikTok compilations. Not just that question. That's just an right? example. 15 minutes could be anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes. Right? That's a lot of tea spilling. It's a lot. So I've been enjoying that the TikTok compilation. But of course, we've been watching TikTok as we often do. And I do have a TikTok gem for the people. Now, this, I don't, so, yeah, I I know this guy. Like, I mean, I don't know him in real life, but the character that is his character for his TikToks, this is the type of, of backwoods folk I grew up around. Right. And so he says things that are very meaningful to me because I've heard people say them my whole life. I'm ashamed of them and all of that. But how does it, I don't feel like you have quite the same past that I do. How does this guy strike you? I find him to be hilarious. His, like, when I first started watching this, and he's been on there for a while. He's not yeah. like new yeah, to yeah. the app or anything. He's when got 400,000 followers. Yeah. So he's been around a little bit. Yeah. When the very first few that I saw of him, I was not 100% sure if this was a character. Like, is this a bit? Or is this like really the guy just talking to the camera? Like, he's that good and that yes. accurate Yes. of how a certain, um, you know, I don't want to use too derogatory of, of language, but just, just a, rednecky guy. Yeah. Yeah. Country. Country. Very yes. country. Very uh Country is the best way enthusiastic to about it. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, this guy's name is is Tavin Dillard, and that is his screen name, whatever mm-hmm. you call it. T-A-V-I-N-D-I-L-L-A-R-D. He is hilarious. You literally could just sit down for half an hour and watch his stuff, and yep. I promise you you'd find something that was rewarding there. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, if I were technologically skilled enough, I would share these on Facebook, but I don't know how to do that. I think it would require me to sign up for a for an account mm-hmm. on TikTok, and that's part of my secret to getting the good TikToks. You don't sign up for an account, and you rarely like anything. And they, it's like TikTok works overtime trying to find unique oh, content yeah. to because they desperately need to know what satisfies you. Yes. Now, I'll go through a stretch where all I'm getting is booby talks and... <laughs> 
things like that. But then, you know, I've not liked them. I'm not sitting there watching them. So they're like, oh, that's not it. Let's try gay talk or some <laughs> other thing. And they try that. And so I get a constantly renewed wheel of interesting things rolling through. One thing they have figured out, and I'm so thankful for it, is that you enjoy like the animal TikTok, like pets yeah. and animals doing silly things. Huskies. And, Husky talk is yeah. really big, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I appreciate those for sure. Definitely check out Tavin Dillard. He's a very skilled man. He wears uh, he wears some fake hillbilly teeth as he's doing it, but it's a very well done. That's what I'm saying. To where you're like, are those real or not? That's what I'm saying. I'm telling you, the first few of his that I watched, I could not tell if he was doing a character or if he was just like, you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna get all that TikTok. You'd you'd literally. In small town America, you'd run into this guy at Tasty Freeze or at the hundred percent, yes, at the convenience store or at the yeah, whatever. Well, you'd see him whenever you go back to your hometown for a funeral or something. Indeed. You literally bump into Indeed. this this character. Only later to realize he was in my graduating class. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, that's I. I don't even know that I have the mental capacity to. To push forward with anything else. I'm trying to think. I, I do a poor job during the week of writing down or somehow notating things to remember. I feel like there were a handful of other things, but it has truly been uh, with kids home from school, your your mother's health issues going on, all that. It's been a bit of a whirlwind this week and trying to keep up with stuff. So probably would be best to leave it there and trust that surely somehow, some way, the people could have an awesome today, would they? Please do. Bye-bye. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.